Texas, America, and the world. Yes, it's Mark Dankoff coming to you live with the Dankoff Report on RBN on this Friday, February the 16th at 1 p.m. Central Time. Dr. Patrick Slattery is going to join me to discuss, among other things, the significance of the Alexei Navalny death in a, a certain prison in the Arctic area of Russia. We will get to that in a moment. But I also wanted to put in a plug for my own network today. You know, RBN desperately needs your assistance if you're to continue receiving the kind of absolutely outrageous and tasteless stuff that at least I do when I'm on the air. Seriously, RBN needs your help. The station needs your help. The technicians need your help. The people that actually make this network go, which doesn't include me, by the way, uh, need the kind of funding to keep us on the air and to keep their own families afloat. So please, this is not a plug for me today. This is a plug absolutely to support the Republic Broadcasting Network. We have hung in there with you all these many years battling the new world order. And guess what? We're beginning to see some progress in regard to what it is that we have been doing without any conceivable, visible results for years. You know, Hebrews 11, chapter uh, chapter 11, verse 1 talks about all of these folks of the old in the Old Testament uh, who did not actually experience what was promised to them, but they saw it from a distance. They saw it from afar. In the case of those of us who've been at this for a very long period of time, some of us, uh, even before 9-11, this is a time when we're beginning to see some fruition in regard to having some very bad people in the United States and some very bad people in the global homo community finally on the ropes. But in order to continue, RBN needs you, and RBN needs you absolutely now. Well, folks, we have the Alexei Navalny death today reported uh, from the Arctic regions of Russia. 
in a certain prison there. I think they call this thing the Polar Bear Prison. I'll have to go back and check my notes when I actually run into the studio. Uh, but nonetheless, this has happened. And, of course, there's a lot of predictable reaction. I put on my roadmap, your roadmap for the show on V Contacta, uh, what was airing on ABC News, radio news at KSAT 12 in San Antonio, which translates to AM 550 on the radio. And it was all a predictable nonsense from all the predictable players, including our old pal Tony, I am a Jew, Blinken, uh, reacting to the Navalny death. Uh, as though we had lost this absolutely terrific statesman. Uh, if you are in favor of the New World Order and global homo, that's what happened, I suppose. But automatically assigning to Vladimir Putin direct responsibility uh, for the death, for the death of this man, Navalny. That hasn't been proven by a long shot. What we can say has been sufficiently proven is that in terms of the assassination of Alexander Dugan's daughter, Daria Dugina, that was clearly the provable and claimed work of people like Mr. Kirill Budanov, the head of the GUR, military intelligence, as it were, in in the Ukraine, who uh, was more than happy along with certain other people, including an individual who used to be in the Russian state Duma, uh, who were proud to applaud this atrocious murder. And uh, with the full knowledge, of course, and the wink of the eye in regard to the involvement of the Central Intelligence Agency and perhaps, perhaps the British MI6 in this most heinous, disgusting crime. Nobody wants to talk about that, of course, even though uh, the usual suspects in some cases have claimed responsibility. But in the case of the Navalny death, especially in the wake of the bath, the absolute bath, that Globo Homo and the mainstream media in the United States and Western Europe, as well as their governments, took in the wake of the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin. This now gives mainstream media and Globo Homo and all of these Globo Homo governments, including the Zionist occupied American government, an opportunity to point the finger at Vladimir Putin, even though there's no evidence. There hasn't even been an investigation of any sort whatsoever. So when we get down to this whole business of who uh, may have been behind the Navalny death, if anyone, maybe he did die of uh, sad causes uh, as a result of a walk in the park in this particular prison. We don't know that he didn't. But what we do know is that in terms of the Dugina assassination and in terms of the terroristic bombing of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, that the fingerprints of the United States and the New World Order uh, are all over those two particular crimes, as well as the ones that absolutely continue. Now, at this particular point, even though Pink News is upset at the Navalny death, uh, Angela Merkel's upset, Hillary Clinton is upset, Tony Blinken is upset, Joe Biden is upset, NATO is upset, and uh, probably Oprah Winfrey, although I never watch her show, we thought for a moment we would have a brief moment of silence for Mr. Navalny, followed by some appropriate, reflective, contemplative, spiritual music. So let's have one minute of silence, maybe less. Here's the music. Was 
kommt von draußen rein. Holla, hier, holla, ho, such wohl mein feins Liebchen sein. Holla, hier, ho, geht's vorbei und schaut nicht rein. Holla, hier, holla, ho, wird's wohl nicht gewesen sein. Slattery, are you there? Yeah. Now that second song, the do do me bitch. I I don't I don't know how to say the song, but I used to play that in one of my bands. Yeah, I'll bet you know the ones that used to appear at all those neo fascist gatherings south of the Mason Dixon. I remember those. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. Well, tell us. Uh, uh, I know that you're somewhat overcome with emotion listening to that music in the wake of Navalny's passing. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, what what's your take on this whole thing uh, in terms of the way it's certainly predictably spinning in the Western mainstream media? And do you think that this is uh, going to have uh, any lasting implications in regard to the obvious uh, situation that has reached the virtual boiling point between the uh, between uh, Putin's Russia uh, in the uh, in the Zelensky regime? Uh, and for that matter, the backers of the Zelensky regime, which includes our own Zionist-occupied government, as well as those in Europe. Uh, is this uh, Navalny thing going to pass after 48 hours, or do you think it's going to be an ongoing aggravation, or, or what precisely? I think it will have a very minor impact. Uh, Putin was... I don't know, riding high might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but in terms of uh, American perceptions of Putin, they've gotten a considerable boost from the Tucker interview because as far as the mainstream media is concerned, 
Putin is, is literal cartoon Hitler. And uh, to the extent that he didn't goose step around the, the, the room and throw up Roman salutes, uh, the, the T- Tucker interview was a, could only be a plus for him because uh, he came off, at least if nothing else, as calm and rational and reasonable and with a sense of humor and a human being, which, uh, according to the mainstream media, he has not been a human. He's a monster. He's a complete monster. Uh, and he's dying of cancer and wants to take the world with him. Uh, the thing is, very few people in uh, in America know who, who Navalny is. And to the extent the few people who are aware of him still don't know who he is. They might know the name and might think, oh, he's some great Democratic uh, uh, opponent of, of Putin's dictatorship. But he's, you know, he's somebody who's got, he, he was young and... 47-year-olds dropping dead doesn't happen all the time, although honestly, the life expectancy in Russia is still lower than in the West, and he did have... Do you think he was vaccinated? I know our anti-vax listeners will Do you think Navalny was vaccinated against COVID? He may well have been. It's possible. Now, the the main vaccine that they were using in Russia... um, I think was akin. It was not a MRI, M, 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 what, mRNA vaccine. I think it was one of these viral vector vaccines, kind of like the Johnson and Johnson. Yes. Um, I think towards the end they did introduce the AstraZeneca vaccine or something like that. Um, was was how long has uh, has Navalny been in prison? Has was he at large when the vaccines had been rolled out? So I don't know. Did he get vaccinated in, in prison? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I don't know what his position on the vaccines was. And you know, it's dying in prison is it's always bad for the prison. I mean, well, it's always bad for the prisoner, but it, it never looks good. <laughs> it never looks good for the person who was holding them in prison. Now, that having been said. Uh, like the Jeffrey at, Epstein case, for example, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. That comes to mind. How about just recently, just last month, Gonzalo Lira dying after being beaten in a Ukrainian prison, no doubt with with the full knowledge and uh, acqu- acquiescence and perhaps um, direction of Victoria Newland. Uh, exactly. Uh, and as a matter of fact, one of the things that will be posted on the roadmap, I have all kinds of things to put up for our listeners after the show, which they can read and listen to at their leisure. Uh, one of those is a, is an interview that Mr. Lira's father gave uh, where he quite clearly pointed the finger, and I think rightfully so, directly at the Biden administration for basically have been uh, having been at least quietly complicit, complicit in this, uh, if not more so. But there's been absolutely, to my knowledge, Anytime I have mainstream media on, which is uh, about the, you know, driving in the car and listening to the ABC News top of the hour nonsense, uh, I don't think I have heard one thing uh, about the uh, Gonzalo Lira passing uh, and, and the fact, folks, that this was a legitimate tragedy. It should not have happened. The American government had the influence to absolutely have gotten Lira out of prison. And uh, the fact that this guy 
was uh, was writing and broadcasting all kinds of things that the United States Zio government did not want their people to read or listen to in regard to what was really going on in Ukraine. Uh, this, uh, like the Assange case, uh, is a serious assault on individuals who, like them or not, were uh, giving uh, the general public as much access to uh, to free uh, information uh, that did not fit official narratives. And when you start talking about that, of course, uh, none of these people that are talking today about this uh, passing of uh, Zavalny uh, are at the same time uh, bringing up Julian Assange. They're certainly not bringing up the Gonzalo Lira case, are they? No, no. And just one last thing about Gonzalo Lira. So he was held in the Ukrainian prison. And Ukraine, of course, is getting uh, just billions, hundreds of billions in aid from the United States. It's completely dependent on the United States. The State Department, uh, what, a year or so ago, was able to get uh, Brittany Griner, the, the six foot eight uh, black lesbian basketball player, uh, out of a Russian prison. If the State Department can get someone out of a Russian prison, surely they can get somebody out of a Ukrainian prison if they want. And they didn't want to. Uh, yeah, so, absolutely. And then, uh, Navalny, yeah, and Navalny was not somebody who was poised to, to become uh, the, the next president of Russia. He was somebody who had a political career uh Kind of maybe a flash in the pan. He was a protege of Grigory Yablinsky, uh, uh, who I believe is like half Jewish or Jewish. And he was somebody who was maybe the third or fourth most popular. He had the third or fourth biggest party in the 1991 presidential election, something like that. He was somebody who had a, a career once upon a time in the 90s. And, um, and, and, uh, this guy who died was was Yavlinsky's, uh, if not protege, he was he was somebody in his party, uh, Navalny, and then Navalny got kicked out of the party because Navalny kind of his um, political stances were a little bit erratic and they would change, and so the Yavlinsky party called Yablako, it, it was a Yavlinsky block, Yablako was pretty liberal, pretty pro-Western. Navalny went very hardcore anti-immigrant, and there's not a lot of immigration into Russia, and then hardcore anti-Muslim, and there are Muslims who are native to to the Russian lands. Uh, So he went pretty hardcore in that direction for a while, and then um, I think he or his associate did reasonably well in in a the Moscow mayor election. And that's about as high as he ever got. So he wasn't really a mainstream figure. The main opposition to Putin within Russia is not any Western liberal. It's the Communist Party, the Communist Party of Russia, which has been led and is still at least uh, technically led by, um, uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Um, Zuganov. Eddie Arnold is the head of the Communist Party in Russia, folks. (laughs) We will be back after Eddie finishes and after RBN finishes with our break. Dr. Patrick Slattery, stay tuned for the Dan Koff Report from San Antonio, Texas. 
We're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty arco super tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com Make the world go me astray If you do then forgive me 
San Antonio, Texas, with the Dan Koff Report, live on the Republic Broadcasting Network. And as I was saying before, the network needs your support. This is not money being directed to me. It's being directed to the fine people at the Republic Broadcasting Network. You can find them at republicbroadcasting.org. You can also uh, be in touch with them through other means uh, in order to provide them with the sustenance that their fine staff needs in order to keep shows like mine on the air. Now, before the break, uh, Dr. Slattery and I were struggling to remember that the General Secretary of the Communist Party of the Russian Federation is Gennady Zuganov. How could we possibly forget him? Interestingly enough, the the Communist Party of the Russian Federation uh, was founded 31 years ago on the 14th of February. So, uh, happy anniversary to the... (laughs) Communist Party of the Russian Federation and an American alt-right network uh, two days after the 30th uh, anniversary of these uh, people passes. So uh, you were in the process of saying something, Dr. Slattery, that uh, would underscore that uh, despite the symbolic value of Navalny in terms of all of these people in the West looking for a hero figure to stand up to Vladimir Putin's alleged threat to democracy, that uh, in truth, this guy was perhaps a more marginal political figure in terms of what actually was his influence uh, in in Russian domestic politics. Yeah, he's typically been pretty marginal. Uh, you know, he had, I guess, around the time of maybe eight years ago, nine years ago, a, a mayoral election in uh, Moscow. Uh, was kind of the highlight of his career. You can think of politicians in the United States that for a brief period of time looked like they might go somewhere and then they faded into obscurity. You know, somebody like, oh, John Edwards. There was a, he was a vice yes. president, uh, uh, John Kerry's running mate. Uh, he's, he's a complete has-been. Dennis Kucinich, I like Dennis Kucinich. And, or he, like even Ron Paul. I like Ron Paul a lot. But Ron Paul at this point, is not a threat to the, um, to the system, right? Not yes. that nothing wrong with him. He's, he did his best. Uh, so this character is somebody who um, was had a, a certain notoriety, but he's, he's completely a has-been. He, he doesn't pose any threat to, to Putin's government. Um, he was in prison, uh, and I don't know the details of the charges against him. But at any rate... Uh, it comes at, it's not the best timing, and so if you were to do the whole Queen Bono business, uh, there's no way that, that Putin would, if Putin would, if Putin was to order him to be killed, well, first of all, there's there's no particular reason. If you've got somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of political currency, and they're already in prison, what's the point of martyring them? And if you wanted well, to martyr them... That's exactly what uh, our friends at the Duran, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, were saying about this situation this morning, and that is, what would be the benefit to Vladimir Putin in ordering this guy's death? None that I can see. Uh, Putin is riding high uh, in domestic public opinion in Russia. He continues rising in public opinion internationally. 
uh, simply because he is in opposition to extremely bad policies and governments in the United States and Western Europe. Uh, the Tucker Carlson interview with Putin has allegedly been seen now in different formats by over a billion people who had the opportunity to listen to the Russian president directly for maybe the first time in their lives. Uh, and so in terms of political benefit, as opposed to liability, uh, I have to agree with uh, with our uh, good friends Mercurius and Christoforo at the Duran uh, that there's no known benefit to Vladimir Putin in having ordered this that I can see. No, there, there isn't. Uh, now, the thing is, in the in the West, he's been uh, described as a monster and a murderer and crazy and all of this. And so to, I would say, a uh, small proportion of the people who had seen Putin for the first time and had an improved opinion of him because of the Tucker interview, maybe a small percentage of them might reconsider their good impression. So, yeah, the, uh, it's a it's a net negative, but I think it's certainly a much smaller, like on balance, the uh, Tucker interview and then this taken together, it's he's Putin is still way ahead of where he was in the West uh, Western public opinion compared to two weeks ago but the, the main thing we will be back with dr patrick slattery i want to ask him about avdiivka or avdiivka in terms of this battle physically between the ukrainians and the russians as well as this u.s senate bill that has outraged so many people in regard to monies for vladimir vladimir zelensky and uh, Netanyahu, but nothing for the people of the United States. We'll be back. By going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 
or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized. My lower edema has reduced and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem. Pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. I can't hold it on the road When you're sitting right beside me And I'm drunk out of my mind Merely from the fact that you are here And I have not been known As a saint of San Joaquin And I'd just as soon right now Pull on over to the side of the road and show you what I mean. We are back. We are with Dr. Patrick Slattery on the Dan Koff Report this afternoon on the on uh, on RBN Live. And at this particular juncture, I want to divert slightly from the uh, question of the uh, uh, passing of uh, of our friend Navalny and look more appropriately, just for a moment, at some very strange things that have been happening. Patrick, three days ago. February the 13th, the United States Senate passed a bill of some 95.3 or 0.6 billion uh, that does nothing, absolutely zero, about the Texas-Mexico border situation in terms of security. Uh, it does everything, were to become law, 60 billion proposed for uh, Zelensky and his cabal in Kiev, and... Uh, the uh, sizable chunk of the remaining money involved uh, would simply go to the Israelis and to their uh, genocidal operations in Gaza and Palestine. I believe Taiwan is also thrown in there uh, in regard to whatever monies uh, it is believed that they need uh, in order to continue this uh, tension with uh, with communist China that the Biden administration apparently is quite desirous of, of uh, perpetuating with that in mind, this bill is going to the uh, U.S. House of Representatives, where, uh, Mike, I am a Temple Mount supporter. Johnson uh, stands in the way of that bill's uh, passage in the House of Representatives. We'll wish Mike Johnson good luck on this one anyway. But look at what is happening of Avdivka, where the Russians have it virtually surrounded I was listening to one of Mercurius's reports on the Duran within the last couple of days, and I believe he was saying that approximately a hundred of these uh, 
of these Fab 500 uh, uh, precision guided bombs had been dropped in that area. Uh, absolutely devastating Russian attacks from the air. There was a major devastation on the Ukrainian uh, military and logistical depot west of Avdiivka, virtually destroyed uh, via Russian airstrikes uh, that involved apparently uh, both the Skanders as well as uh, potentially some of these uh, Fab 500 bombs. And then, of course, last but not least, <coughs> you have the virtual encirclement of Avdiivka in the apparent Russian fire control of the only uh, road, an east-west road leading in and out of Avdivka, that provides uh, or is designed to provide any uh, reinforcements or logistical support whatsoever uh, for these Ukrainian troops that are trapped or, or will be shortly trapped completely in that city. And it has been argued for quite a long time that if Avdivka falls, uh, then uh, absolutely uh, it will be the beginning of the end of the entire Ukrainian line of defense uh, going from uh, Kupiansk in the north, coming down to, uh, to uh, Chasov Yar, uh, running on down, of course, to continued Russian advances west of Bakhmut. And then we have this uh, virtual encirclement of Avdivka and what is clearly a Ukrainian calling off of any remaining absurd ideas uh, about uh, attacking uh, the Russians with an idea of proceeding on to Crimea and the Black Sea and the Sea of Azov, uh, that, that that nonsense has apparently finally ceased. In regard to what would appear to be the moving of Ukrainian uh, troops uh, from this uh, 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 region of uh, Rabotino and this, this, this entire situation involving both uh, Zaporozhye and Kyrgyzstan regions, uh, that this this whole thing, uh, you know, could be over in a very short period of time. So what is the United States Senate and what is the dem not only the Democratic Party, folks, let's, we got to be fair about this, 22 Republicans, including that idiot Mitch McConnell, voted for this bill in the United States Senate, 60 billion for Zelensky, uh, and I think uh, the Israelis uh, have to go back and look at the figure. Uh, maybe uh, twenty billion uh, for them. I'll have to go back and check on that again. Plus, whatever monies will go to Taiwan, absolutely nothing for American border security between Texas and Mexico. Uh, how do you unpack this, Patrick? Do you think Johnson will be able to lead a successful effort to kill this bill in the House? And if uh, somehow, some way that doesn't happen and this money ends up going through, is the American, have the American people had enough of this? I mean, what do you, how's this going to play out? So I, I think from what I understand, uh, Speaker John adjourn, is that it? Adjourn the, uh, the House uh, is going to go into recess. In about a week, sometime next week, it's going into recess. And I think the most likely thing is that he would simply not uh, schedule a vote on this. And yes. I'm not sure when they come back from recess, but by the time they come back from recess, uh, the situation is going to be very, will be very different. If they had a vote on it, judging by the 22 Republican, 22 out of what, 
49 Republican senators, almost half the Republican senators voted for this. Uh, now, Bernie Sanders and I think a couple other Democrats voted against it. In the um, House of Representatives, my guess is if they had a vote, you would have the squad, to their credit, voting against it because of the, the money for genociding um, the Gazans. Yes. But so many Republicans, there's so many Republicans who just will never pass up an opportunity to, uh, to give money to Israel, for sure. And then there's a lot of Republicans who support this whole Ukraine war anyway. So if he were to hold a vote on it, I think, I think the aid, this whole bill would pass. So I think probably he won't hold a vote on it. And I think that, that Schumer and uh, McConnell knew that this w- would happen. Uh, and that this is a way of uh, allowing things to fall apart. After having uh, the the House leadership, the House Republican leadership refused to hold a vote, will give the the Democrats and the McConnell types and the Lindsey Graham types somebody to point at Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is doesn't support this. He opposes it, but but now he's saying the the kind of making the retarded statement that no, we should be lending the money to Ukraine with interest as if we'd ever get repaid. I mean, that's so stupid, but it, but he does oppose it. And, and I think this is kind of an exercise in pinning the blame of Ukraine on Donald Trump uh, and on the people who opposed the war rather than on the people who brought us a war that never had, I mean, never had a chance. And they've just been feeding uh, Ukrainian men into it, letting them die. Uh, the one more, one last thing I want to say. When, and I think this is typical of the way the American press has been handling this American political. When Zelensky addressed Congress, uh, what a year or so ago, uh, when when there was the battle for Bakhmut, and he said, "In Bakhmut, blood runs in the street as <laughs> trenches cross change hands several times per day." So he if you've been praying, practicing, have you been practicing a Yiddish accent? Is that what I'm hearing here? I have, I have been. I've been working on it. God, um, it sounds great. Go ahead. And and uh, he he's framing it in territory. In territory, what? How much territory is uh, in whose hands? And on at the trench level. So you know, not wanting to give up an inch. And this is how it's been framed. To the American public, that oh well, they're they're holding on to territory. They're still they're still doing well. They they can still win this thing because look how much territory they're holding on to. Look how long the Russians have been fighting, and they're not taking territory. But the Russian military doctrine, and I'm not a military uh, expert by any means, but the Russian military doctrine is is to uh, degrade the and and uh, destroy the enemy's military. It's not about territory because you can always regain territory. So the the uh, Russians are going to regain uh, Kharkov and and Kherson. The Ukrainians will never resurrect the hundreds of thousands of troops that they lost um, pointlessly trying to defend these areas. And so, uh, you know, part of this is just the way that the, the American media frames everything to the public. 
that for Zelensky, there is a political logic to sacrificing huge numbers of Ukrainians in order to the last man for every village. Because then he can come next time he's trying to get aid. He can say, look, we're, we, we have been hanging on valiantly to Bakhmut or to uh, Avdiivka or what, whatever he wants to talk about. And this this has kind of fed into the whole meat grinder strategy. Yeah, exactly. And this term meat grinder, of course, a horrible term, but nonetheless appropriately descriptive, uh, was being used, perhaps still is to some extent with Bakhmut. Now it's been uh, applied in this Avdiivka situation uh, time and time and time again with the amount of money that the United States government wants to pee away, if you'll pardon that expression on the air, in regard to supporting Zelensky, is this simply a question of maintaining a, a facade of legitimacy for Zelensky and his regime that is clearly uh, approaching an endgame? Just simply get Biden past the and the Democrats pa- past the fall election before the whole thing comes tumbling down? Is that what this is about? I, I mean, it's I, I'm uh-huh. struggling again for any other rational explanation as to why in the world. Uh, based upon what we know is going on the ground, uh, going on on the ground there, what we know is going on in terms of Russian air supremacy, the Ukrainians are absolutely out of, for the most part, artillery and artillery ammunition. Uh, their manpower situation is increasingly desperate. Uh, they have taken, uh, according to Colonel McGregor and other reputable sources, they have lost appro- approximately half a million men. Uh, since uh, February of 2022, I think in the so-called counteroffensive, which began last uh, June 4th, I believe, they ended up getting approximately 200,000 people killed. And I'm hearing credible reports now from a variety of different international sources uh, that they're losing upwards to, say, 1,200 men a day. Uh, they can't possibly sustain that. So is this just about uh, giving... Zelensky some breathing room until he flees to Miami and uh, giving the Democrats some cover along with their rhino Republican supporters, some political cover uh, until the presidential election is over. I mean, uh, this is kind of the way I'm seeing this. I know that that's cynical, but it, it, mm. uh, I, I'm struggling for any other explanation as, as to the nature of this policy. Well, OK, so Zelensky is in Berlin right now. Uh, and I assume he'll probably go back to Kiev, but he does spend an awful lot of time out of the country. And his his domestic situation is more and more precarious by the day. Uh, and uh, he's got uh, uh, Petro Poroshenko, his predecessor, is calling for his resignation. He just fired Zaluzhny, who uh, was in a position potentially to lead a military coup. Uh the Zelensky-oriented uh, elements of the military, well, are they going to be agree to get fed into the meat grinder now? Uh, so I think you're, you're getting, I think you're getting mutinies or at least low-level insubordination. Uh, the, the collapse could happen at any time. But I guess they're, they're, if you look at the way Vladimir Putin and the Russian military has pursued this, they've been risk-averse. They've been taking their time. They're trying, A, not to start World War III, and B, uh, to minimize their own losses. And so I suppose if you're looking, I, it's hard for me to imagine how this could last for another 
uh, nine months until the election. But I suppose if you're looking at it from the point of view of the Jew crew in the State Department, maybe you're thinking, well, okay, we could probably keep this going uh, and have the collapse come after November, and maybe through Hail Marys and whatnot, we can we can uh, win this, manage to win or fake the election. There might be some of that, um, but I think also what's at play is uh, I, there's, I'm sure there's other people who are saying. This, we can't keep it going until November. The, the sooner it ends, the sooner the American public, with its very notoriously short memory, is going to forget all about it and move to the next thing. Uh, yes. So I'm not sure. You know, I, was, uh, I have uh, what will be up there on the roadmap as I continue to post after the show and through the weekend uh, all of the stories we are not talking about. But uh, in terms of a quote of the week, I thought perhaps the most amazing one was uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was responding to the accusations of uh, British Defense Minister David Cameron uh, that the Republicans who were voting against any uh, more uh, funding for the Zelensky regime were, in effect, no different from the people who were uh, allegedly appeasing Hitler uh, in the uh, run-up to the uh, to American and uh, more direct American involvement in the uh, in World War II, and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and we'll get that uh, hopefully get that actual film footage up for you in the roadmap, folks. She just basically said that David Cameron can kiss my ass. Now that's what she said, folks. That's uh, no embellishment there. She simply said David Cameron can kiss my ass, uh, and then I think she said something about uh, the whole issue of whether or not voting for this money was good for the people of the United States. I thought it was a terrific rebuttal under the circumstance. Are we going to see a situation where, as time goes on, where the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world begin to become more memorable in, in the public mind uh, than uh, someone like uh, Navalny in regard to the way this war is going into the nature of the catastrophe? Uh, with the catastrophe that this has been for the United States and the Western world in terms of ever having been involved uh, with this, uh, are we looking at a situation where uh, between uh, these uh, uh, New World Order governments uh, and, uh, and, the, and a warmongering Democratic Party uh, and these rhino Republicans led by uh, Mitch McConnell into the abyss, uh, are we looking potentially... Uh, at a uh, at a wider revolt in these countries that are being stolen blind by this. We'll return to that question when the Dan Koff Report comes back. Dr. Patrick Slattery and the Republic Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. 
So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shiloji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shiloji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shiloji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shiloji by other names. Shilojit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shiloji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiloji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Their faces gone, their eyes were blurred, and shirts all soaked with sweat. They're riding hard through kits that hurt, but they ain't caught them yet. Cause they got to ride forever on that range up in the sky, on horses snorting fire. As they ride on, hear their cry. We are back. You are with the Dan Koff Report and Dr. Patrick Slattery on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Again, the network absolutely needs the support of its listeners. There isn't a dime of this money that goes to me, folks. It all needs to go to the Republic Broadcasting Network and to the fine people, the technicians and so forth at the station who actually have been keeping this thing running on a shoestring for years in order to enable us, people like me, to continue this fight against the New World Order, against the Israeli lobby, and against Global Homo and all of the people uh, that you and I have uh, learned to be totally disgusted with. Two items I'll mention, then we'll get back to Dr. Slattery with what I asked him before the break. Uh, George Soros, by the way, is uh, buying up all kinds of American news stations through the takeover of an outfit called uh, Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. I think uh, he picked up all of this for about $400 million. Uh, it's an incredible takeover of... Uh, 
of broadcasting uh, by Mr. Soros, who will use it for all of his usual nefarious purposes. I will make sure that that story gets up there uh, on the uh, on the roadmap for you after the show sometime this weekend, probably. The other thing is the Congressional Budget Office is saying that in 10 years, our present national debt, which I think is now at $34 billion, stands to go to uh, – $34 trillion, I'm sorry uh, – stands to go to $53 trillion. Uh, 10 years from now. Uh, keep that in mind, folks, as all of these people keep throwing this money around for these murderers in Tel Aviv, uh, for people like uh, Volodymyr Zelensky and Budanov and all of these other folks uh, that are destroying Ukraine, destroying Ukraine for interests that have nothing to do with the Ukrainian people or the best interests of the Russian people or, or anyone else in this global tragedy. Dr. Slattery, uh, back briefly in our remaining minute or two, uh, the, the statement of Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah. that uh, David Cameron could kiss her ass. Do you think we're going to be okay. seeing more that kind of opposition uh, to these uh, to these people gaining traction with their individual Maybe. populations? Maybe. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she, she's she's not an intellectual heavyweight. Uh, she's kind of a heavyweight. She is large march. Uh, she <laughs> lifts a lot of weights. Um, that's OK. It's a good comeback. It got it got her some good, uh, uh, you know, sound bites. At some point, I think honest people really need to look back at the past 85 years and Neville Chamberlain and his appeasement and say, well, Maybe we should have given appeasement a chance, right? Maybe we can dig up John Lennon and he can revise his uh, anti-war song, give appeasement a chance. How bad could it have been? Did you look at what actually happened? No, seriously, you look at what actually happened in World War II. Seventy million people died. Uh, the, the, the Western European countries lost their empires, which is actually a good thing. I'll put that on the uh, positive side of it. They lost their empires. But, uh, you know, you had Europe was divided. Uh, you had ha- eastern half of Europe under a very heavy-handed, uh, you know, Soviet-style communist oppression. you ha- And then even after that's over, then what do you get? When, when the West is totally victorious, what do you get? Self-invasion of, um, you know, replacement-level immigration. You get the gayness. You get the trannyism. You get anti-whiteism. Uh, everything sucks. And so maybe they should have given appeasement a chance. What do you think, Mark? Sounds pretty good to me, especially with nuclear weaponry being involved. I'd like to thank Dr. Slatter for being on here with me on the Dan Koff Report on this Friday. Apologies to Joe in Florida. Uh, got uh, got the message that he was holding. We'll get to him hopefully this coming week. In the meantime, once again, folks, support the Republic Broadcasting Network. You can find us at republicbroadcasting.org. Uh, these folks need you. Take care. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. 
Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.